Welcome to On the Bench. I am Josh Newberg, and I have Christney of Knowles 24-7 here with me. Brendan Stone is uh, on the West Coast at a wedding. And Chris, you're currently heading back to Tallahassee via I-10 right now. Is that correct? I'm working my way to I-10. I'm on 95 right now, working towards like the Fuller Warren Junction with I-10. So yeah, I'm getting there on the homeward bound. <laughs> All right, my road warrior over here with me today. Um, you're leaving Jacksonville. Florida State just wrapped up a two-day mini camp. It was an extension of their preseason fall camp. Besides it being hot out there, Chris, what did you learn? Well, it was very hot and humid, but, you know, I think they did this all with the intent of kind of making the players be uncomfortable, make them sleep somewhere different, hop on a bus, go somewhere, you know, different kind of feel, just not the surroundings that you're so used to. You kind of get into a routine when you're in the same place. And this was kind of kick that routine to the curb and do something different. And I think they were successful in that. I mean, it was hot and humid. Uh, Day one was a little bit snippy. Um, tension in the air. Guys got chippy with one another. That's kind of normal in camp that happens. Uh, Coach Norvell spoke after day one on Thursday that, you know, they got to handle their emotions properly. And I thought they did a good job responding today by doing that. Today was the first day, Friday was the first day in full pads. Um, Not as much of a banging practice as you may expect in the first day that you're wearing full pads. I think some of that is because the first scrimmage is tomorrow. So to some degree, I think they want to keep them a little bit fresh and try to have them in a decent position to put something good on the field for a scrimmage because you're obviously going to take a great deal away from what you do in a scrimmage. Um, but it was worthwhile. They did a lot of special teams work during the first half of Friday. The second half was a little bit more tempo, 11 on 11. Now, Mackenzie Milton didn't participate, can say that because Mike Norvell addressed it afterwards, said it was a workload day for him. There were a handful of other guys who also were sidelined who have participated in camp to this point, um, and they fall in the same category of it being a workload day. So hopefully not too much is made of that, and hopefully we see Milton back on the field tomorrow which based on what we've been told and we know, I suspect he will be back out there tomorrow. Um, but the two days in Jackson were good. You, you saw some guys who have been putting together a good camp to this point continue to do so. We saw a couple guys kind of do things that they hadn't done to this point in a positive nature. And then you still see some guys that are still working through it and have to show you more. But uh, all in all, I think it was worthwhile. They also did a lot of off-the-field activities. They had, like, bonfires last evening with the player groups kind of being together, and it was a chance for them to talk about things away from football, some team-building exercises. I believe they intend to go to Top Golf today before returning to Tallahassee. You know, that's another thing where they're just trying to kind of get everything in a team-building character, liking one another, just having a comfort level with one another. And that's clearly the goal of some of what they're doing there. So just hanging out um, and just being with you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the idea of hopping on a bus, going somewhere that's two and a half hours away. And all it is, is you and your brothers and your coaches. And you just kind of got to learn to live with one another and get to know one another better. And I, you know, they're trying to improve the chemistry of a football team, especially with a lot of new pieces via the transfer portal and freshmen. So there's a lot of that going on. I think all in all, they believe it was a success and well worth the time they invested in doing this trip. Good to hear. Um, let's talk about on the field, some of the action. The pads went on today. So first of all, yeah. what did the team look like? Finally, you got to see them in pads. How did they look? Um, 
Well, like I said, a lot of special teams work early on, so that kind of it, it almost felt very slow. Like I jokingly said to somebody, I don't have a whole lot of observations because all I've done is kick and punt. Um, but it, it was worthwhile what they're doing in special teams. They're working on improving how you're going about doing returns, knowing what you're supposed to do against gunners. There's a lot of intricacies to what they're working on on special teams. And as we know with Coach Norvell and his staff, they're always going to make a huge emphasis on that phase of the game. That's not going to change anytime soon. When they got going in 11 on 11 and team stuff, I thought they ran the ball pretty well today in mm-hmm. comparison to some of the other days in camp where the running game's really been squashed. Uh, Jordan Travis had a couple nice ones that he hit down the field. Tate Rotomaker also had some that he hit. Um, you know, Ja'Kai Douglas is a guy that's consistently turned in some big plays that continue today. Tron's another guy that I would put in that category of turning in consistently good plays. Um, Josh Burrell had more yesterday than today, but he's put together a couple good days of camp. I like what Burrell can do with being a physical presence, working across the middle in tight spaces yeah. with bodies around him. He's not scared of that. I think there's a lot of value in that um, and gives you a little bit of a trick up your sleeve that you can use against different teams. Um, defensively, defense was real snippy on Thursday. You know, both, both sides of the ball were kind of firing off on one another, but the defense was especially snippy. Today, they were a little more in control. Uh, Travis J, I I thought, had put together consecutive good days in camp. You know, today, Mike Norvell actually praised him, individually speaking, after the camp today. But it's still a huge work in progress. Offensive line, you still need to see those five pieces working really well together. There's been some snapping issues, which is a concern for me, because you can just blow a play up before it ever gets done. Uh, some with Murray Smith, but he's not been that bad with it. It's more so who's going to be the guy after Murray's at center. That's a bit of a bigger concern for me right now. Right. You know, I think Bavion Johnson's a guy they'll consider there. I think they'll look at other options, but I don't feel like they have a, a alternate, a backup center, a guy behind Maurice or with Maurice who's you can be really supremely confident. Maybe Thomas Schrader, who's not participating because he's still coming off the injury from last year. Maybe he or from the spring. Maybe he's a guy that can fall into that role, but I don't know when we're going to see him on the field. Um, you know, defensively today, a lot of guys were in workload management. Milton's a guy that headlines that as an offensive player, but there are actually a heck of a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball who are in that scenario today. So there were, were some better, guys. Like, were, they, were they younger guys? It was a mix of guys. Um, yeah, Miko Dotson was one, for example. He's worked out a lot of days at camp. He was just kind of on the side today, not doing near as much. Miko's been really good. I think Miko is one of the better corner options they have on this team. So that kind of takes away. You don't really see the 11 or the 22 of those too deep that you think you're going to probably see working together. But I think they did that with the full intention of having those groups together tomorrow and be able to run however many plays in that scrimmage they intend to run. So everything they do is done with a purpose. None of it's kind of just sewn against the wall and dumb. I think Norvell was a little beside himself that he had to answer about the Milton stuff and whatnot because he just views it as workload. Do you think, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think uh, everything is done with a purpose. So do you think Jordan Travis will get some workload days off? It probably depends on if he at any point feels some uh, issues with the arm or if he gets banged up, which to this point in camp, luckily, I don't think he's gotten banged up outside of the normal nicks and knacks of camp. Right. I I can't recall an instance of him taking a big hit, but if his arm starts giving him any issues, I could see them giving him a day of going very light on the workload of throwing it or whatnot. 
but I know what your point is. You're trying to ask me why is Milton getting and Travis isn't. I, I think to some degree, Milton may be a little worn, a little tired. And I think that's perfectly normal in camp for a guy who had been away from playing football at this high of a level consistently day in, day out for as long as he was. So I wasn't entirely shocked by it. I thought Milton, truthfully, I thought the two days leading up today, Milton looked a little not, not he wasn't as sharp as I know he's capable of being. I guess that's the best way I can put it without saying too much. He just he looked like a guy that may have needed a day off. And I, I don't know if there's more to it, and I'm not going to get in that conversation nor theorize that there is. But I don't think the day off for him is a negative if he's back out there tomorrow and running in the scrimmage with the ones and the twos and competing with Jordan. Yeah, if he is out there tomorrow running with the ones and twos, it's a, it's a sigh of relief. But if you take kind of take a step back and you look at his spring, you know, he didn't outright win the job coming out of the spring. Um, if there was a way that we would have described him in the spring, it was maybe not sharp. You know, there wasn't a whole lot wrong or he wasn't terrible, but, you know, we would describe him as not sharp. And then fall camp opens up. And again, he kind of comes out of the gates a little slow looking, you know, not sharp. And then now, for whatever reason, he's taken a day off in the middle of competition. The very first day pads go on. I think this is the maybe one of the first, you know, real signs of of of. hey, maybe Milton's not going to be the guy right now. I don't know if Milton was the runaway leader and he was feeling great. Like I don't think he takes a day off right now if this is his team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the feeling that Mike Norvell is a believer in workload management because they're doing it with multiple guys. And a lot of those guys are veteran types and guys who have come back from injury. So it's yeah. not like exclusive to Milton. So I, I don't get overly consumed by that. But I Milton – about Millen, and we've said this, we've written this, we've talked about this, and we talked about it in the spring, and definitely have in the last week of camp. He's not a spectacular player in practice, and I we had been told that was kind of the case when he came from UCF. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the competition is interesting. Jordan's certainly elevated himself, he's throwing it much better. His confidence is at an all time high. Uh, you know, if you watch the interview with him post practice alongside Milton on Thursday. I think Jordan comes off as a guy who is vastly different than he was 12 months ago, and especially 24 months ago, with where he is mentally with the game of football and his ability and his skills and what he can do within the confines of this football team. Um, Milton, we know who and what he is. We've seen it in games plenty, and yes, he's coming off a catastrophic injury and being sidelined for multiple years, so there's those caveats. But I think there's some of it where he's been there, done that, and he certainly understands the mental side of the game and the playbook. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're overly concerned with him having the rep in the sense of learning it on the fly, on the field. Um, I am very interested if Milton does well in scrimmages because the game setting seems to be where he stands out the most, where he does his best work. Yeah, if he, if he got game. out there tomorrow and per- not only participated but had a great game, it would ease a lot of my concerns, a lot of what I just said. It might even erase a lot of the uh, the thoughts that I've been having about you know his condition and, and where he stands on the depth chart. So you're right. This is the first time we've kind of heard about this load management type deal um, in the preseason with the quarterbacks. Let's see if it purely is that, if he's out on the field tomorrow participating. Okay, maybe it was just a regular day off, but it kind of seems weird with the first day in pads 
and in a full-blown QB competition that hasn't resolved itself in, you know, dozens of practices now between the spring and, and the fall. Yeah, I was very surprised today was the first day in pads. I, I thought yesterday was going to be when I made the trip over to Jacksonville. Right. I just had a feeling that if they're going to lug all of that equipment over here to Jacksonville, because pads for 100 guys is a lot of stuff, that they would do it day one, go easier on day two, going into a scrimmage. Now, they did to some degree go easier than normal. Usually the first day in pads is sort of a all-out bloodlust, blood fest. Right. Just get after it. You know, guys flying and trying to hit and improve some, you know, manhood on the field on full display. That wasn't how today was. And I think that was sort of a twofold thing. One, scrimmage tomorrow. Two, Thursday, when they were only in uppers, shoulder pads, was sort of that kind of feeling of a practice. And I think they were addressed about that at the end of that practice, that basically emotions have to be kept in check, that, you know, football is a physical game and we want to see guys firing, but we don't want to put ourselves in bad situations because of after-play situations or injuring something and stuff like that. So uh, I, I did find that kind of interesting just in the history of covering a lot of preseason and spring practices. The first day in pads, I was surprised that it came the day before scrimmage and not a little bit sooner. Right. Okay. Um you put up a ton of coverage on Knowles 24-7. Tomorrow we'll be at the scrimmage. Are are you guys going to have full access at the scrimmage or just the first 30 minutes? No, we don't get to view any of scrimmages. All we get on a scrimmage day is virtual press conference with the coordinators and the head coach. So we'll speak to Mike Norvell, okay. offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham, defensive coordinator Adam Fuller, and special teams coordinator John Papuchas afterwards. Tomorrow is now an evening scrimmage. Originally, it was an afternoon scrimmage, and originally it was actually going to be in Jacksonville, but it got moved back to Tallahassee, so people that need to attend Coach Bowden's ceremony tomorrow at the Civic Center are able to, and then they're able to attend practice in the evening and the scrimmage, and then we'll talk to Coach and all of them afterwards. We'll hopefully find out some insight about the scrimmage, too, beyond what the coaches tell us. Uh, but, yeah, as I referenced earlier in the day, is going to be Coach Bowden's ceremony today. They flip the scrimmage. What time would that be if, if people want to attend? What time is that? Coach Bowden's ceremony? Yeah. I believe it starts at 11 a.m. Doors open, and I want to say at 9.30 a.m. I put it on the site. I'll bump it back up when I get home so people can see it again. There is also today where there's the uh, viewing situation in the more athletic center. I believe that's 2 to 7 p.m. I believe they want people to wear masks within the, or within the more center mm -hmm. for that. So there's that opportunity as well. And then obviously the family's going to have a private ceremony back home in Alabama here in the coming days too, but that's closed. But yeah, tomorrow's ceremony, I believe it starts at 11 a.m. Doors open at 9.30 a.m. There's going to be a streaming opportunity for it too. Um, I, I plan to attend. I'll provide some form of coverage of it, but you know, I'm not going overboard with a meter's funeral, but I think I'll try to paint the picture for those not in attendance of what the speakers said what the scene was like, just the remembrance of a guy who holds such high regard in Florida State football history and university history and a lot of things away from the game of football, too. It's not like that's the only place that he made an impact. So, um, yeah, so driving right. back to do that tomorrow and uh, post-scrimmage updates as well in the evening. All right, my man. Well, travel safe. Um, we'll have full coverage all weekend on Knowles 24-7. Thank you for listening to On the Bench. I am Josh Newberg. We will be back uh, maybe like Monday or so. See ya.